Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing this weird offseason, Sam. We have no NFL combine. So, what's it going to mean? How important are pro days? We'll get into it. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, normally we would be suiting up to go to Indianapolis, either this week or next week, going to the NFL Combine, getting to see a bunch of guys run in shorts and jump and do all sorts of testing, but it's a different offseason. And I think the, you know, the, you know, the fact that they have, uh, we have pro days now and maybe some consolidated combines, this is going to change people's process. What are, we, what are your initial thoughts on how this is going to change how teams are affected this offseason? Yeah, well, the, the one thing you miss from the lack of the combine is you don't have this uniform baseline of measurables on everybody. You, you only, you don't have the, the set field, right? The Lucas Oil Stadium, the field that everybody runs on, now everybody's running somewhere different. They're going to run at Pro Days, they're going to run at their building, they're going to run at somebody else's building. You don't have an idea of, you know, how fast the track is versus other things. So it, it's going to be a lot more feeling out um, what teams value. I think you're probably going to skew away from whatever the percentage is of measurables that go into this whole process. You're probably going to skew away from that a little bit and lean more on, you know, the proven stuff on the tape or the character concerns or the the sort of um, recognized, you know, the fact that this guy comes from an elite program in the SEC or all those kinds of things. That's, I think, the kind of effect you're going to see to begin with. There's more to it, though, because even recently on the PFF NFL podcast, our main pod, our discussion with Mike Tannenbaum, he even mentioned how much he loved to go see prospects in person. And in the combine is another place where you see guys in person, you see their size and all that stuff. And recently, Daniel Jeremiah of NFL.com or the NFL Network was saying it's weird watching prospects and not knowing if they're 6036 or 6028, you know, whatever, you know. So in other words, is this guy 62? Is he 63? Uh, whether or not that matters, I don't know. But you can tell the teams are affected by that because they're just out of their comfort zone a little bit. So it's not just the measurables being different. You're not seeing these guys in person, whether it was back in the fall or at a pro or at, at the combine or, you know, maybe just you're doing Zoom calls with them. So I think that might change a little bit of the process, too. But like the best teams are still going to come out the best in all of this, aren't they? Yeah, you would assume so. I mean, ultimately, it's not changing an awful lot. It's just muddying the waters a little bit in terms of those, um, in terms of those measurables. I think is the big thing. The other thing you take away is, you know, that week of in-person meetings that everybody gets to do, where these these guys are just shuttled from one team to the next, fifteen minutes at a time, and you get to spend some time with some of these guys. Um, you know, you, you're still going to be able to meet with prospects. It's just going to be virtually. It's going to be Zoom. You're going to have to talk to them over a Zoom call. Um, which shouldn't be that big a problem, right? If in-person meetings were that important, and I do think they're pretty important, um, you wouldn't have like an Isaiah Wilson situation show up, right? If it was the 
the be all and end all that you could just look a guy in the eyes across the room and figure out if he loved the game and he wasn't an idiot. Like apparently that still isn't enough to stop you burning a first round pick on a guy who just immediately craps his way out of the league by a sequence of terrible decisions. So yeah, it's a problem, but it shouldn't completely invalidate everything else you're doing. For those that don't know, Tennessee Titans first round pick Isaiah Wilson. Yes, his future with the Tennessee Titans in jeopardy after three offensive snaps as a rookie first round, which were kneel downs. Yeah. Yeah, that's zero snaps four total because there was a there's an extra point in there as well um, so yeah it, it, if you go back to last year because last year was a covid situation as well i thought it was fascinating i listened to a lot of post game or post draft press conferences every single gm and coach i know it's i know it's coach speak but they're all like oh we got guys who love football so it, that's like the uh, the common thread here they're all looking for guys who love football and they're going to try to extract the, extract that as much as possible feeling like they're they have limited information and they're going to go for the guys who love football which is apparently you know every team's strategy I, i'm with you on the measurables though not being that consistent number and, and we've heard this through the years hey the combine's not a football workout it, it's it's a straight line and it's this pro it's this agility deal and it's the you know vertical and all that stuff but they are consistent measures and i do think that the smart teams have figured out how to weigh those measures. And, you, and they also know combine numbers are different. Uh, some schools have guys who run faster for whatever reason, Sam. So I think they'll be able to weigh those. I do think the smart teams will still come out on top, even though there's not that consistent baseline you know, coming out of, uh, out of the combine where everybody's doing the same stuff at Indianapolis. What do you think teams are going to lean on, though? Um... They're, they're presumably going to skew away a little bit from the relying on the measurables. What do you think the ultimate um, go or the ultimate result of all this is going to be? What are, what are teams going to skew towards in this year of uncertainty? Well, I think if they're smart, they should be leaning on PFFIQ, Sam, our yeah. new product that we're given to NFL teams where we're saying, look, based off of film and production and measurables, we're able to project players from college to the NFL. I, so in other words, the film, right? I think they should be relying more on the film and the production. And what PFF IQ does behind the scenes for teams is, is kind of point them in the right direction at the measure, at the numbers that do matter the most from a projection standpoint. I'm not sure that they're going to go that way. I think that is the way they need to go. So I think it's, I think it's going to be their interpretation of the film and their interpretation of a guy's character. I really and I think they're going to play it safe, so to speak. Right. And say, based off this Zoom call and what we know about this player, I feel good about him. So I think they're going to mitigate, try to mitigate risk by saying, OK, I feel good about this guy's a player. I feel good about this guy's a person. Let's go there. But I also think that opens up for more sleepers. Right. Guys coming out of nowhere who you didn't know were maybe, you know, incredible athletes or incredible players or whatever it might be. But because. Uh, because teams are skewing safer with their picks, there might be uh, a few sleepers in this draft. And not just the draft, but this feels like a year where an undrafted free agent group or an undrafted free agent class could be a, a really good one. Ooh, you yeah. know, there's a bunch of guys that fall out of the draft completely because they're not um, proven players from Alabama or whatever. They had a decent career at somewhere a lot smaller and you were you had questions about the level of competition or whatever it is. But... That becomes interesting because there are teams out there that tend to bring in a lot of undrafted free agents because it's essentially 
it's it's a it's free draft picks you know it's free additional drafted players essentially and all it does is cost you a bit of money and then there are teams that go in the other direction where it's like oh this costs money <laughs> i'm not doing that and they bring yeah. in you know three or four undrafted free agents just to complete the roster so this might actually be a great year for those teams that tend to be free spending when it comes to bringing in those monster undrafted free agent classes because it, those might be you know unusually talented this year compared with a, a typical group the more we talk about this and we mentioned this on our you know uh, some of our free agent episodes as well i think the fact that a lot of the middle class free agents around the nfl are going to get released and and you know uh, some teams are going to scoop those guys up and what you said about undrafted free agents i don't know if the te- nfl team bandwidth is wide enough to just have a good feel for players so there's going to be this massive crop of undrafted free agents who could go either way we might see there's always new teams that emerge every year right non-playoff teams make the playoffs but are we going to see the league seriously impacted by a big chunk of middle class free agents and undrafted free agents next year based off all of these different outside conditions that could happen yeah it's possible i also wonder if the other effect this will have is that it will place a limit on how much a guy a workout warrior can do for his draft stock right so if Henry Ruggs, if Jalen Waddle this year runs a four-two-seven or whatever it was that Henry Ruggs ran last year, um, is it going to have the same kind of impact? Or will teams immediately look at that and go, oof, 4-2? We can't trust that number. Like that, that's that's got to be sketchy. That's got to be Alabama's fast track here. We're not we're not buying into that. Like, will will a crazy workout number at a pro day have the same kind of impact that it or the same kind of buzz that it normally does in Indy in the combine? Now, that is a great question. I think the most important answer, though, is depends on if your stopwatch was there, Sam. Every scout trusts his (laughs) own stopwatch. You don't use your thumb. Use your pointing finger. That's the only way to do it. So it's going to come down to your own stopwatch. It's a crazy offseason, so let us know. What do you think? How is the offseason going to be affected with no NFL scouting combine? I'll certainly miss St. Elmo's, Sam. I know that. It's BFF NFL Daily. BFF NFL Daily.